Hello. <coughs> oh, sorry. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Cheers. Cheers, Chris. Cheers to you, James. Cheers, Michael. Cheers, Chris. Chris, you cheers, look James. Okay. Cheers, Michael. I like um, your tuxedo, Chris, and I love your. Thanks. What would you call it that you're wearing, James? What would you say you're wearing? Well, um, it's a vest with suit pants, so uh, <laughs> it's kind of a new hip look. I'm wearing uh, the finest slacks with just a vest and no shirt underneath. <laughs> And uh, what about you, Michael? What are you wearing today? I'm wearing uh, some DNG, Dolce & Gabbana, <laughs> and it's a uh, sort of jean jacket, but like a high-end jean jacket, and some high-end uh, jean shorts. Uh, but it's all high-end, and we're dressed specially and nicely for this episode. Because That's right. We, yes. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry to interrupt you. Um, no, no, you're no, so excited. <laughs> you're no, no, so I excited. am. I'm, I'm really excited. These, this is the first annual Evil Awards, the 2023 Evil Awards. Yeah. It's a new award show that we're starting every year. Um, we're so excited. And, and we're actually, the three of us are live here at the North York Center for Performing Arts here in Toronto. <laughs> We're all, like we've talked about, we're all in tuxedos of various kinds. We're all sipping champagne because this is the biggest night of the year. It's the damn evil awards. Yeah. Can I be honest about something? Yeah. Yeah. Mm. I poured some Coors Light into my champagne glass because I just like it better. You know what? That's fine because these awards are laid back. They're not, you know, sure we're dressed in expensive clothing at a beautiful location. There's lots of security to keep regular people out. But these awards are relaxing. a huge deal. Yeah, it's about relaxing, having a nice time, being yourself and making yourself comfortable. But now, how can now, you relax when the the uh, security here at the giant award ceremony are carrying hunting rifles over their shoulder? <laughs> well, Chris, they won't use them against us. They'll only use They're them against the fans. Yeah. Oh. In case fans get too rowdy. Yeah. All right. Now, um I want to talk about the red carpet. We all sort of showed up here to the North York Center for Performing Arts. And, um, you know, I came with my wife. Chris, came, Chris, you came with your wife. Now, Mike, your significant other lives in England, so she wasn't yes. able to attend, unfortunately. So so who did you bring to the gala tonight? Well, I brought um, – I, I came uh, as a party of three, me, myself, and I. I came okay. alone to the Evil nice. Awards, which is pretty nasty when you think about it. Um because I'm, you might not leave alone. Yes. Well, that's true. Yeah, I might. Uh, I might leave with someone else. <laughs> well, you but know, not what? like a romantic partner, like just a, a like a buddy or a friend or one of the security guards, just to, to an Uber know. sharer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, wow, yes, I do. I do wish that Suze was here with me for the Evil Awards. Uh, and so I'm sending my love across the ocean. I'm um, excited for the Evil Awards very much. And I don't know if you guys have noticed this, but you mentioned my tux off the top. Check out the label. Look who made it. Hyundai. Whoa. Oh, my God. Wow. Wow. They're getting this into the, the only time they've made a tux. You know what? But it's Props sleek, to- eh? 
it looks beautiful. Um, and props to Hyundai for getting into couture. I know. He, you know and what? Chris, nailing it. Now that I see it's Hyundai, the um, the sort of speed tail thing on the on your butt makes sense. The right. Kind of wing speed. Uh, I have thing. a spoiler oh, on my butt. Yeah. Now yeah. that makes sense. And it's weird. I've, I've this been is- joking all night with other people in the b- entertainment business <laughs> that my butt is fast and furious. Uh, <laughs> this also makes sense because as I was driving here up to the North York Center for the performing arts, I saw you at a gas station and there's no car near you, near you, but I did see that you had the gas pump just down your pants and you were, it was just squirting everywhere. And I was like, what's Chris doing? But you have a, a diesel powered... A pair of pants. It's hybrid, to be honest. Right. This okay. tuxedo is half, yeah, half petrol, half uh, electricity from a plug. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, if I may say, Chris, that ass has never looked better, and it looks pretty good a Thank lot. You. So, <laughs> thanks, James. Uh, Your guys' asses look great. Thank you. Thank you. I guess we're gonna all win. Uh, best ass award together of the three of us. You know what? I, I, we we only have four categories, but maybe it would mm-hmm. be nice to add a fifth best ass and best ass, each yeah. vote each yeah, other. Yeah, maybe a category could be best ass of friend. <laughs> okay, you know what? Genuinely, let's let's add that in. Best ass of friend twenty twenty three. Is it just the three of us who are in the running, or could it be any of our? I friends? I think it could be any friend. Any, all right. Any, it's, let's you know, going to be open. Going right. to be a. A bit of an inside one for the listeners, but still, I think that should be in there. I've now, definitely got a Rolodex of about three to four male friends I can think of who have great asses. <laughs> there are going to be some tears. There are going to be some tears when yes. some of our friends don't make the cut. Uh, but that's the harsh reality of having a beautiful ass. Mm. Um, yeah. So so we've got the Evil Awards ceremony coming up. Um, yeah. Stay tuned. Yeah. You know, maybe we can put a pin in that for now. Um but uh, guys, it's great to see you all. We've all been away, even though we haven't missed an episode, thanks to the magic yeah. of pre-taping. Yeah, I've been in Mexico. Michael, you've been in England. Chris has been in British Columbia. I mean, yes. yeah. we're just world travelers these days. Now, let's start. Chris, how was your West Coast trip? It seemed like you were gone f- f- forever. <laughs> <laughs> you miss me, eh? Yeah. <laughs> it was so good. I love Vancouver and Victoria. I did so many fun shows. I had a really fun time. Everybody out there is so nice. I told fun jokes. The audience was really nice. It was so fun. Wow, Chris. Wow. You know how to weave a tail. I feel like I'm watching an ad for like from the tourist board of Vancouver yeah. and Victoria. No joke, guys. I basically did imitate what an Air Canada commercial sounds like when they play it before you take off. <laughs> <laughs> oh, can I tell you guys an interesting uh, airplane thing that happened to me? Yes. Um, yeah. On one of my flights in Mexico, I had kind of a sort of aggressive. Um, what? What's I? I'm always afraid to say the wrong term for diarrhea plane. No, no, no. The, the, oh. the, 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 a steward, or what are you? What are you supposed to say? An attendant. An attendant. In-flight attendant. Yeah. Because saying stewardess, I think, is considered not 
Just Good. say airplane human being. Okay. I air was, servant. Was, air servant. I was in my seat and I had a towel on my lap or a okay. napkin, like a napkin on my lap. And okay. there was kind of an aggressive okay. lady air servant. And she walked by, reached her hand right in by my and tugged away the napkin as she was walking by. I'm not even kidding. No she didn't way. See the, she didn't see the damn uh, wedding ring on your finger, I guess. Uh, yeah. So that was just an interesting... I've never had that happen before. Has any, have any air servant people ever reached into your lap and tug, a, tug something away well, from it? On my way to Vancouver, <laughs> um, British Columbia, Yeah. Um, I fell asleep... With a special edition Mad Magazine open on my lap, um, because you know I'm always boning up on comedy. That's everything I read, watch, listen to. As you guys know, I love it. You study um, your craft. Yeah, an air servant. Um, <laughs> I guess they thought they wanted to be nice and put my magazine, my Mad Magazine, away for me while I was sleeping. But yeah, they got down on their knees and and picked up the Mad Magazine off my crotch with their mouth. Hmm. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Because I think they thought that their fingerprints would ruin the glossy photos of Alfred E. Newman, or I don't know what it was. Wow, that's crazy. Wow. Now that, yeah. Well, I <clears throat> I was flying home from Vancouver back to Toronto. Oh, that's so it was nice. a long flight. I know. I was so excited to see my... My family again after that long trip, but I was hungry and, you know, the flight was, dinner was in the middle, or supper, I should say, was in the middle of the flight. And an air servant did come up to me and said, what are, here are your dinner options, sir. Chicken, fish, or rump roast? And I look at them and I go, rump roast? And I think they took that as me saying, that's what I wanted. And they said, you got it. And then they um, they rubbed their butt on my crotch. <laughs> they like twerked on my crotch and then laughed and said, this is rump roast. This is wow, crazy you- that these stories are happening to us like, <laughs> all the time. Well, yeah. well when you're, I felt when you're crazy. three podcast hosts, yeah. Yeah. that kind of thing can happen. We invite this kind of nonsense to happen in our real lives. Yeah. Now, Mike, um, you mentioned before we started recording that you had kind of a fun interaction with a waiter in England. Yes. So you think it, when it happens, it's one of those stories that you think it's never going to happen to you. And then it, right. and it does, right? And it changes your whole perspective. Um, Suze and I were out. It was like it was Halloween, and we went to get a drink uh, at a restaurant. And the waiter brought our drinks, and he seemed like nervous. He was like, he put the drinks on the table. Was like, there you go, uh, happy Halloween. And then he stopped himself. He was like, happy Halloween. Oh, sorry, scary Halloween. And then he walked away, <laughs> kind of like beating himself up for for getting it wrong. <laughs> wow, that is something you never think would happen to you. But it, that's not like um, a well known. Like salutation where people on Halloween go like scary Halloween to you and yours. Like, <laughs> no, yeah. it's he totally really thought fine. he screwed it up, eh? Yeah, and later, totally- sadly, he took his own life. 
Oh, God. Oh, my God. I'm sorry to hear that. <laughs> but funny interaction. Yeah. Now, James, you've mm. been to two places. You've been yes. to Mexico and also to the hot honeymoon destination of Boulder, Colorado. That's true. Um, we were in Mexico, and then we visited some of Ebony's family in Colorado. Shout out Zoe, who listens. Um, yeah, it was it was some cool travels. And, I saw a picture um, of you in a tiny plane, and I thought, yeah, oh, it's, it's like one of those planes that the narcos use to transport drugs. Were it you doing like that that kind of thing? I wasn't transporting drugs, but I did take an Ativan because I was afraid on the flight. Because it was a tiny plane, but it went fine. Oh. Um, but it was scary. We, When we were in Mexico, um, I mean, I sound like a real, uh, you know, white guy tourist, but we no. had uh, we had a snack at a restaurant and we got guacamole with grasshoppers. Oh, I hope you sent it oh, back. Oh, yeah. Hope we you saw pictures said, of that. Yeah. No, Michael, I didn't send it back. It was on the menu. Wait, so you did it on purpose? You ordered grasshopper guacamole on purpose? I did. I did. And you know what? You kind of mush it all up and it just tastes like a little salty bacon bit. I'm not even kidding. So we, the, the, wow. one of the first meals we had, we did that. And you go, oh, having gra- little, they're tiny little grasshoppers. You know, having some grasshoppers and guacamole, it's actually great. It's like having little bacon bits. So- uh, a few days later, we went to a different restaurant and we were a bit overconfident. And we're like, let's get more grasshopper guacamole, right? We like that. <laughs> and then I oh, almost no. didn't know if they were testing us or something, but they brought us, it was like a different place. And they brought us guacamole with like the biggest, like obscene grasshoppers. Like, like one that you could, yeah. like, if you, like, you could chew down and feel the juices come out of its head into <laughs> well, your mouth. Like, they're, they were like pinky finger sized. In the other place, they were like grain of, of of rice sized, you know? This place, they were like pinky finger sized. It was, I wanted to throw up. They were still, if you chewed them, they just taste like a dry, salty, hmm. almost chip. But the visual was horrific. So Yeah, it's like, know, uh, what's that train movie? Um... You know, <laughs> the Orient Express, Ice Train, <laughs> that one, the Korean Snowpiercer, Snowpiercer. Oh, Ice Boys, bugs. Yeah, the poor people eat bugs, but you know, you're not poor, James. No, not at all. It's funny to to picture you flying on a plane, <laughs> yeah, across the world to go eat bugs. I know, Mike. <laughs> well, welcome to 2023. <laughs> Anything could happen this year. And it did. You know what's actually breaking my heart right now? <laughs> what? I'm having a memory of being on the trip with Ebony and being like, oh my God, I've got to talk about that on the podcast. And I'm, I can't remember what the fuck I said oh, that about. Shit. And it's actually driving me crazy because I know there's a really good fun story that probably would give us about five good minutes here. And I yeah. can't remember it. And I've texted Ebony. What the fuck was I trying to talk about on the podcast? What's driving me nuts? So I, tell I said that grasshopper oh. story. And yeah. yeah, it's like fine. 
but I knew saying it, this is like a C plus anecdote. And I have, I think an A minus somewhere in my mind and I can't remember it. You know what, James, when I went to Victoria, BC, Mm -hmm. I ate a bowl of worms. (laughs) Oh, was that like a local delicacy? (laughs) Uh, yeah, local as in I found them down by the ocean. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was uh, I ate something unusual too in London. We were walking down one of those, you know, ancient London streets. They're like spider webs. They're they're not on a grid. And we passed by a garbage can, a, a rubbish container, and someone had thrown away one of their one of those green dog poo bags, and I thought went in Rome, and so I opened it up and I ate it. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Now, Mike, I mean, I have to be honest. I was I think wondering when you were going to admit to eating shit on this podcast. I think that's a little <laughs> different than what I did. Mine was well, no, at a restaurant. Like, it was on the menu. Yes. It's a local delicacy. You just, you know, <laughs> I guess ate dog shit. <laughs> Went in Rome. Um, you didn't even have it with like chips or guac. No, I had it with um, uh, HP sauce. <laughs> you uh, thought... You thought the biggest dish over in the UK was fish and shit. <laughs> it's true. Huh? But I have a story. Well, you know, a, oh, sorry. No. No. Guys, I remembered it. Oh, <laughs> oh nice. Can I jump in? Let's do it. Let's do it. Oh, my God. I'm so happy I remembered this. It's actually I'm now that I'm thinking about it. to this episode so far. I want to hear some fun stuff. Now that I'm thinking about it, is it that good? I don't know, but... Let's go. The pressure this. is on because okay. you, you you've really made it built this up to be like a, a great anecdote. So let's let's. Hear I know. It. Yeah, I think it is decent. Okay, it's, so I'm sure it is, James. Thank you. So for part of the trip, we we went to three different places in Mexico, and we wrapped the trip up at a resort. You know, and mm-hmm. um, so Evany and I, we we got this nice room with a sort of chaise that looks out on this kind of pool where. Um, it's almost like a walkout pool and people can kind of, you know, stroll by. It was really nice, you know, and it's very tranquil and peaceful. And there's spa music playing even in the background. Like it was very oh, corny, yeah. but weirdly it was very relaxing. And I was like reading, lying in the sun there by this pool. Mm-hmm. And everyone's very quiet and calm and respectful. And then some guy, like a 55-year-old dude with like a little neck chain um, and a gut. He's mm-hmm. kind of coming by in the pool with his own like floaty. And he's got a Bluetooth speaker. He's playing so loudly on the floaty in this quiet area with spa music. Okay. And mm-hmm. he's like, pl- he's blasting like, um, I don't know. The ones I remember were uh, uh, Joey by Concrete Blonde, which I do like that song, but I'm like, why are you blasting this? You yourself, like waiting in a pool. And then he starts blasting like um, the Disturbed cover of Sounds of Silence, <laughs> which I don't know if you've heard, but is really bad. Anyway, so I'm like, just God, this guy's fucking annoying. And I start eavesdropping because he starts like, he's just looking to chat with people. And it turns out he's Canadian. Hey. He was from British hey. Columbia. And oh. I listened to, and like, just the most obnoxious guy. Anyway, and I start eavesdropping on him, talking to everybody passing by. And he mentioned that if he was given 
three months to live, he would go to Ottawa and murder Justin Trudeau. <laughs> That's that was a not... fun, interesting thing to overhear lying on a beach wow. chaise, you know, in the sun. And there's some stupid guy from British Columbia playing disturbed and telling everyone he would like to murder Justin Trudeau. Well, everyone relaxes in their own way, I guess. <laughs> also, like, imagine a doctor tells you, you have three months to live. I'm so sorry. You're not going, oh, my God, I've got to spend time with my family or maybe visit, you know, I don't know, Tibet or do some beautiful trip. <laughs> you got to, like, yeah. take wow. a human life mm. because taxes are high or yeah. something. Weird. So BC, because in my mind that the the stereotype of, you know, people in BC is like, you know, they're hippies, they're uh, Mm. vegetarians, and they're all members of the NDP party. But this guy, uh, no, he's he's his own man. He was his own man. Yeah. Yeah. So if it makes Canadians feel better, later there were all, uh, I also played uh, ping pong with Ebony next to some people from the Southern U S and they were honestly worse. So, you know, we got, I got bad Canadians and bad Americans at that place. It'd be, well, after he kills Trudeau, then his doctor's like, you still have two more months to live. (laughs) (laughs) Then he's like, Oh crap. Or good news. This experimental treatment worked. You're not going to die <laughs> forever yeah. in prison. <laughs> you will live another 40 years in prison. Uh, For murdering uh, a that I only totally have... mid-benign <laughs> prime minister of a not-that-important country. Way to go. Knowing that I only have three months to live, I've learned that life is precious. But... Maybe Justin Trudeau's life is not precious to him. <laughs> Gotta say, that's such a um, small town view, like small town viewpoint, a sort of um, unworldly thing to say. Like, if I were given three months to live, I wouldn't kill a Canadian politician. I'd go global. You know what I mean? I'd um, I'd kill someone in America mm-hmm. or Europe. <laughs> You know, somewhere. Oh, sexy. Yeah. You, I know you uh, love France and their culture. Oh. Like, oh, the the food there and the architecture of France. Yes. <laughs> Who has pissed or- you off the most in this world? Is it Justin Trudeau? <laughs> I, and Mike, have you I been? I to- barely think of that guy. <laughs> Mike, have you been to Italy? Never been to Italy because I don't want to put any ideas in your mind. Okay, but. Let's just say um, Vatican City is an absolutely fabulous place to see. And there's a certain man with a hat who lives there that if, you know, I'm just saying, if you're broadening your horizons to France or Italy. A certain to, to man assassinate- with a hat. Are you- I'm thinking of the cat in the hat. I'm thinking of the man with the yellow hat from the Curious George books. Oh, you're thinking, you're, you're, you are referring to the Pope. Now, I'm not suggesting that. I'm just... If well, you're looking you. at, you know, beautiful European <laughs> locations to go to in this scenario, I'm just saying Italy is incredible and you'd love it. I can't wait to go. Can't wait to visit. <laughs> just got to get that diagnosis. Like, <laughs> if someone comes up with a plot to murder another person too, it's super easy to do. You just go and do it. Mm. Yeah. It won't be hard. Well, it might be Chris. There's probably a lot of security and oh, stuff what? like that. 
Oh, what the hell? <laughs> what is, what's the John um, Malkovich movie where he <clears throat> builds like a wooden gun to try and kill the president? Dangerous liaisons. Dangerous. <laughs> Being um, John Malkovich. Death of a salesman. <laughs> no, I don't know this movie. He built a wooden gun to try to kill the president? Yeah. Is that the one with uh, Clint Eastwood? In the line of fire? Wooden gun. It is the movie called In the Line of Fire, 1993. Hell yeah. Was he stupid or something? Why was he building? Was it literally a working wooden gun? He's like, oh, I can get past security if it's not made of metal. Oh, yeah, that's security smart. dogs can't sniff wooden guns. Yeah. They'll be just like, oh, it's just a oddball who doesn't have a metal gun. Let him go through. <laughs> That'd be so funny yeah, if he's being pat down and they go, what's this? Uh, it's just a wooden gun. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sir, you're not allowed to bring this working gun on the plane. No, it's not metal. Oh, okay. <laughs> like, it's still working, but it's wood. So It's fine. a wooden gun. <laughs> yeah um, I, I also want to put out there you know uh the canadian like fbi is called csis right C- yeah. csis if anyone from csis is listening i am willing to give the location of where i was and a description of this man yeah this guy's a, a danger worried i will rat on him Imagine them like a guy really sick. He's like, I'm going to go through with the plan. And the doctor's like, you have, you're very sick. And he like books a flight to Ottawa and he's got like an oxygen tank and a nurse with him uh, <laughs> holding his gun or something. And then he has to like rest up and like get treatment in Ottawa and like, yeah, you know. He's being pushed on a gurney with an <laughs> IV holding a gun. It's like a make a wish thing, but for grown men. It's like, this, for, this man's dying. His final wish is to take a shot at Trudeau. For rural Canadian uh, men in their 50s. <laughs> oh, man. Um, can I tell a story and I'll let you guys choose. One involves me <laughs> going to a, a gym, a community center gym in uh, Horley, uh, where Suze Kempner lives. The other involves a hotel toilet story. Oh my god, I can't wait. Also, Horley. What a name for a town. H-O-R-L-E-Y. Yeah. Beautiful name. Rolls off the tongue. Toilet stories are so tempting, but I, yeah. I'm, in, I'm intrigued by the gym. Well, okay. So I, Suze brought me to her local gym, and uh, it was cold, and I didn't bring appropriate warm clothing for my entire trip, so I was freezing the whole time. And we got to the gym... And I got changed into my little shorts and my T-shirt and uh, went into the gym, unheated. (laughs) Unheated gym. The window's open. People are exercising uh, with their winter jackets on in the gym. And uh, the the weights are made of steel or iron. And touching them, they were absolutely frozen. And it was painful uh, to, to touch them. But I warmed up eventually. And as I was working out, then a group of about 25, like b- boys in school uniforms came in <laughs> and I was wearing a bright yellow t-shirt <laughs> lifting weights. And, uh, their teacher saw me and I guess was like, Oh, this is a fellow man. He's like, if any of the boys are getting in your way, just tell me and I'll, I'll tell them, I'll get them out of your way. And I was like, all right, sir. It's good. And then uh, 
I did exercise surrounded by boys in uniforms, and I felt this is a this is something I didn't think was going <laughs> to happen. But you know what? I don't know why that's such a fun funny story, but it is. It's just funny imagining you in a cold gym in England, surrounded by boys, and you're doing curls and stuff. Yeah, yeah. I pictured like you know. Did it feel wrong? You can see your own breath when you're lifting weights and like the yeah. boys all look like they're from that orphanage from Oliver Twist. <laughs> yeah. I kept a watch of my pocketbook as I was uh, doing uh, arm curls. But yeah. the country is in such trouble that no, a lot of buildings are just unheated in a, in a really alarming way. Oh, right. You mentioned this before that like places like bars and restaurants are literally just not turning on the heating. Yeah, sometimes. And it, it, wow. it is unusual. You know when everyone voted um for Brexit? Yeah. I thought that was that was cuz they they knew it would make the country better. What's go What's going on? They they were like we need to separate and you know, get back on our feet again so that foreign men in bright yellow t-shirts don't come and exercise in front of our children. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if the kids look up to You're me and the- thought, like, hey, that's so cool that this guy is here. <laughs> that bloke is wearing a bright yellow T-shirt. That's all they can think about. Uh, um, well, I'm sorry to hear that, Mike. That must have been painful for you. Oh, you know, after the first few minutes, I warmed up and I was, I was you know, ready to go. I was fine. So you're pumping iron in front of these boys. Yeah, and I push myself extra hard to impress them. <laughs> yeah. You wanted to show them a man in his 40s can still keep up with them. Yeah. Some of the boys were taller than me, for sure. Beep, beep. <laughs> Everyone, before we get to the first annual Evil Awards, just want to mention that we have a Patreon account at patreon.com slash evilmen. If you sign up, you get two bonus episodes a month. Uh, we will be taping a 2023 Evil Awards after party uh, for our Patreon feed. We'll be recording that after this. So that's definitely – you're not going to want to miss that. Mike, maybe you could also mention that toilet story in the tonight's yeah, Patreon Yeah, I can dangle only. that toilet carrot in front of our listeners. And if you want to hear it, you better become a patron. I mean, there's no greater incentive I could ever imagine. So check it out, patreon.com slash evilmen. You also get to go on our Discord. And uh, a lot of people on our Discord today, Mike, they want a Henry Kissinger episode. So maybe oh, we, yes, uh, we after lost the holidays, him. we can do that. We lost Henry yeah, Kissinger. R.I.P. We lost uh, Shane McGowan from the Pogues. Um, do you think there's a connection there? I mean, they it's it, it did raise my eyebrow when they died very close together, you know? I, yeah, it's just odd. I did find it curious how Shane McGowan's death was he exploded while standing right beside Henry Kissinger. (laughs) (laughs) It's hard not to wonder. (laughs) Yeah. Anyway. I felt felt like that was was interesting. Beep, beep. (laughs) Beep, beep. (laughs) Well, guys, I am insanely curious to find out who the fuck is going to win these goddamn 2023 Evil Awards. And I know I'm not the only person 
who is curious. Yes. Um, guys, listeners, welcome. It's finally here. The 2023 Evil Awards, the biggest night in the calendar um, for just about anybody. And and Mike, you're right. We've got four categories. We're each going to give out awards tonight. Yeah. I couldn't be more excited. Should we just jump right in with the first category? I mean, I'm nervous, but why Why not? You know? Why not? Okay. Um, category number one, the 2023 Evil Man of the Year. Wow. So we're coming out with a hot one right off the bat here. There's a lot riding on this. Our um, 2023 Evil Man of the Year. I mean, God, there's a lot of candidates. There's a lot of choose people- from. We could this choose is huge. from. And yeah. also, the three of us had a very long time to consider and pick just the right <laughs> the right one. Exactly. Um, uh, who, this who was wants- not put together last minute at all. <laughs> it actually wasn't, Chris, because I've been thinking about this for a long time. Mm-hmm. That's good. But- who would like to go first? I, I, I'm raring to go. Can Michael, I, Michael, I, I see your head it, shot up. Yeah. You and go it first. can't be Hitler, right? Well, no, it's the, no. I mean, Could, it can't that was be a if, long time ago, right? Yeah, but his crimes yeah. are still uh, important to remember. Reverberating. Yeah. 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 They reverberate throughout the atmosphere. Michael. Okay, go, um, Mike. I'm excited. My 2023 evil person of the year is to some folks, he's, named, he's called Maka. To others, he's called Fab Paul, but to me, he's known as Paul McCartney from the Beatles and also Wings. But I'm choosing Paul McCartney, Macca, Whoa. as my 2023 Thank You Evil Man of the Year uh, for the crime of putting out the song Now and Then as the final Beatles song <laughs> and approving the video that they released of that song as well. Oh, I like, that's seen such it. a good one. But oh, I totally, totally it. trust you. Mike, No, could you, I think I avoided it, honestly. So, Mike, either, could, you, could you describe the video and the song? Sure. Well, first of all, have either of you heard the song now and then? Yes. You've heard it, Chris? No, I literally avoided it. it the idea right. of it made me sick. So it was a, uh, everyone knows, like the story was like a cassette that Yoko Odo gave to Paul McCartney of like a, mm-hmm. a demo that John Lennon had recorded in his apartment in New York in 1977, after the mm-hmm. years after the Beatles had broken up. So why is that a Beatles song? That's that's a question I'd love to ask Sir Paul myself. Anyway, they used Jesus. Uh, he's a knight too, eh? Yeah, you don't expect a knight to release such a terrible song. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you never see uh, <laughs> Sir Galahad get, having an old demo cassette of his. The trends, why girlfriends, whatever. (laughs) Well, and so they using like the uh, AI demixing technology that Peter Jackson developed for the Get Back uh, documentary. They found a way to separate John Lennon's voice and separate the piano and separate like a TV that was on the background to then clean up the audio. And then Paul McCartney finished the song, and then he and Ringo played on it with some old guitar takes that George Harrison did and then they added strings and all this shit to it but it's a very downbeat sad kind of like morose bummer of a song and the video yes, is, it is the video also uses like old footage 
and also current footage of like Paul McCartney and Ringo. And it shows like all of them together, old, but also with like young John. And the footage of John Lennon, he's like dancing around like a clown or like like a guy who just got hit on the head by a hammer that dropped from like a construction worker on a building site. Because he, he just looks like there's something wrong with him. And it doesn't match with the very like sad tone of the song. And it's just a, it, if you watch it, it's weird. It's a bit uncanny valley and eerie almost because yeah. yeah, you just see young John Lennon pop up in the video and it's 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 odd. Like you say, Mike, he's kind of like pulling weird faces and Yeah, and you're like, oh it's disconcerting a bit. He's either super annoying or there's like he has some sort of mental illness or problem. <laughs> and Imagine this was their revelation. He had mental yeah. illness the whole time. But the fact is that Paul McCartney, <laughs> Paul McCartney spearheaded this and like approved it. And especially the video is like, is that really the last glimpse of your iconic band you want the world to remember? I'm not sure. <laughs> Were they Who friends when John Lennon died even? I think they had sort of patched things up by the by 1980. Yeah. It's like how they put the Harold Ramis ghost in <laughs> Ghostbusters Arise or whatever it's called. And Chris, Harold Ramis appears in the Now and Then video too with his pr- proton pack and he shoots the ghost of John Lennon. Do the Ghostbusters, yeah, do they put <laughs> Do they put John Lennon's ghost into the ecto chamber or whatever? <laughs> Containment chamber? With a ghost trap? Yeah. <laughs> Well, excellent, excellent award, Michael. Here's a Uh, private, private, private song John Lennon wrote for me about our relationship. Eh, Turn it into a weird Beatles song. (laughs) (laughs) Like in 2023. Yeah. That's bizarre. That's just um, good choice, Mike, because it's like it's a reminder of a lot of the evil people that are in the world right now. The boomer generation, they just won't fucking stop jacking each other off. <laughs> they won't they won't just stop jacking each other off in front of us and fucking get the fuck out of here. <laughs> That's Hear why that? I didn't want to listen to the new Beatles song. I'm literally like, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> Leave us alone, dude. We don't even fucking know you, man. We don't, Paul, we don't even know you. We don't want to hear your song. (laughs) Get away from us, Paul. We don't even fucking know you, man. (laughs) I'm so sick of this shit. Well, who, who's next with their 2023 evil person of the year? Would you like me to go next? Yeah, I'll I'll go. Okay. Okay. You go, Chris. Or James, you want to go? No, no, you go. You go. Because I feel like yours is probably really good. Okay. Um, This is, Yeah. Because the Evil Men Awards are a very big deal, James. You're totally yeah. right. But due to um, certain factors, um, now I Chris, I'm going to stop you. I'm going to stop you. I don't think we should apologize before doing it. I think we should just do it and be okay. And we're going to. This Cut is going to be out. great. Cut it out. I'll do it. All right. Who? Who the I'm hell next. is it? Who is it? So it's kind of a tie. My Evil Person of the Year. It either goes between Miramax or <laughs> John Hamm. And the reason I'm saying this is because... Don Draper. Yes. Um, I feel bad because I feel John Hamm, maybe it doesn't isn't fully evil. He may have stumbled into an evil situation. But Miramax was for sure 
evil in the sense that they made a new Fletch movie and made John Hamm Fletch. And now I, I don't think it's fully evil that John Hamm ch- wanted to be Fletch. I get that instinct. But John Hamm to me is just a person who loves comedy but can't do it. And I love <laughs> Fletch. And I tried, I watched the first half of the new Fletch movie recently. And it was literally like, um, he's incapable of saying a joke. That's a great one, Chris. Thank you. I just just got my dinner handed to me too. Thank (laughs) you. Oh, hi, Kathleen. (laughs) I didn't even remember there was a new Fletch. I had no idea. Yeah. I am looking it up on Rotten Tomatoes and I'm surprised to say it got an 86%. Is it just the is it Yeah, like, but you guys uh, Hollywood in general could also be the evil man of 2023. Not just because not just because of the writers strikes and how much all the greedy execs held out against writers and actors during this summer, but also because um they, I mean, Rotten Tomatoes is in the pocket of Rotten Hollywood. Give me a break. Watch, try watching Confess Fletch. Well, is it a new Fletch such story, a non- or is it like the old? Yeah. Is it like the same is plot? He Fletch's as the- son. No, new story, new time. Well, there's a ton of Fletch books, so it might be based on one of the old books. Oh God. Wow. Okay. John Hamm and but Fletch. Chevy Chase, as much as he was an evil man, and we he was a subject on ours like earlier, way earlier when we started. He he was incredible as Fletch, and John Hamm has not one inch of that, um, you know, capability. You. I'm you know sorry, what Chevy guys. Chase really, that's from. You know what Chevy Chase really pulled off? He he was like always horny. But somehow it wasn't off-putting. You were just like, yeah, this Chevy Chase character is horny as hell, and I'm fine with it. Yeah, one of the best Fletch lines ever is when he goes to the uh, tennis club, and the guy who he's following's wife opens the door, and she's just wearing a towel, and he goes, can I borrow your towel? I just hit a water buffalo. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah, but uh, also... Also, Chevy Chase was incredibly capable at being dry and sarcastic. Um, and John Hamm is not capable even one iota. So you you almost have to like watch it just to watch someone have all these funny lines and just not be able to nail them. I'm so sorry, John Hamm. I really am. I know you love comedy, but but I love Fletch more than you love comedy. Wow. Chevy Chase couldn't have played Don Draper. Maybe Don Draper shouldn't have tried to play Fletch. That's a nice thing for you to say, Mike. And let's give that to John Hamm. Don Draper, incredible. (laughs) James, the spotlight is on you now, and everyone is hanging on every word. Michael, thank you. 2023 Evil Man of the Year. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I would like to announce my award for the 2023 Evil Man of the Year, goes to Stockton Rush, who was the 
right. pilot of that submarine that blew up. Oh, remember that, that guy? That brings me back. Great I know. call. That's a good, that's a that's going to be on a lot of end of year lists. Remember that submarine that blew up? <laughs> and um, I loved that story. <laughs> were you happy everybody uh, imploded? No, but it was a very gripping tale, don't you think? It was. It was. And um, wasn't his son mm. on the submarine too? He sacrificed his own son. I believe so. No, no? it was um, another rich man and, and his son were were guests on it, <laughs> okay. and they were oh, very right. excited. To this day, to this exact moment, none of the people on that submersible still know that they're dead. You know what I mean? <laughs> that's, a, that's a good point, Chris. It happened actually so insanely fast and brutally. <laughs> they like le- like quicker than a snap of the fingers, everyone in that submersible got turned into specks of atoms. <laughs> it's the most is- horrifying situation. They went down the- to the bottom of the sea in what looked like the back of a van. <laughs> With a carpet, with like an old 80s like garage carpet on the floor. <laughs> and a literal PlayStation controller driving A PlayStation it. controller being like, it's not working. <laughs> like they're blowing on it. And <laughs> it was, I was, I was glued to that story, no offense, more than any other news story this year. And wasn't like to use the bathroom, you had to go behind a little curtain and it was like an eight-hour journey or something with one little window, and you go down in this little box, and then you can see the Titanic, I guess, in the distance, and then you go all the way up. Like it sounds like hell. Um, I watched but- videos that recreated what it would be like for it to be <laughs> compressed like that to implode that <laughs> instantaneously. And you know what it looks like afterwards. You know when you're swimming underwater with your eyes open, and a light beam is going. Through the water, you can see in that light beam little detritus in the water that is illuminated by the, the, the light. Yeah. That's what all of those people became right away. <laughs> it's not even like a bone or a finger is floating. <laughs> you don't see an ear go by? Right. <laughs> Nothing. Your ear is... One ear got turned into five billion pieces. <laughs> like, imagine that. You can't even imagine that. That story was the compression. so- compression. I think that's the way to go, honestly. It just seems yeah, so crazy that right. the guy- Their you, you, ghosts think they're still going to see the Titanic. <laughs> <laughs> it's understandable when someone is like negligent, when it's other people's lives who are at risk and he just makes the money. Like if he sold tickets on this submarine and then other people died, he'd be like, uh, sue me, I guess. But he himself put himself in danger. Was it just in yeah. out of blind faith that the submarine Michael, was, was perfect or, or I, what? I have a quote here for you. This was from a podcast in 2022 that he did with CBS. Um, Stockton said, Quote, you know, at some point, safety is just a pure waste. I mean, if you just want to be safe, don't get out of bed. Don't get in your car. Don't do anything. At some point, you're going to take some risk. And it really (laughs) is a risk reward question. I think I can do this just as safely by breaking the rules. (laughs) Turns out, not 
Really? Stockton, you fucked up. He was warned like multiple times every day for years. <laughs> and he was like, shut up. Doodly do. <laughs> Everyone, James Cameron was like, this guy was stupid. He, that submarine sucks. No wonder it fucking crushed like a tin can under the under the pressure of the water. <laughs> yeah. On the news, days after, yeah, James Cameron is to billions of viewers is like, those guys are stupid. They don't even know how to build a submarine like me and my friends do. <laughs> uh, well, that's uh, one, James. That was my most exciting news story this year. Thank you. I, thank I you so it. much. Sorry, my well. Okay, so it's time for our next category. Our next category here at the Evil Men Awards is 2023's most annoying person. Um, Michael, you are Mr. Mr. First. So first uh, is the worst, they say. Second's the best. No, no, no. First uh first is the best. Yes, I'll tell you my annoying person of the year 2023. A lot of um I, I went through a lot of ideas, I had a lot of names on my list, but this guy beat them out. My annoying person of the year is none other than 98-year-old Ukrainian Nazi Yaroslav Hunka, who received a standing ovation. Uh, in the Canadian House of Commons this year, from all the politicians present, including <laughs> visiting guest uh, Ukrainian President Volodymyr Zelensky. And I'll tell you why I chose him. I think it's annoying because Yaroslav Hunka, he has a cool name, but he believes in some pretty uncool stuff. <laughs> that is brilliant, Michael. Well Hunka. said. Congrats to Yaroslav Hunka on your 2023 annoying Evil Man Award of the Year. He's so annoying. <laughs> as much as I got excited about remembering the submersible story, I think this is Hunka was your big story of the year, eh, Mike? Hunka Junka. Yeah, yeah. I couldn't believe it. <laughs> I can't believe that happened. What? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you talked about it for days and days and days afterwards. <laughs> it's really Canada is like. Very not cool <laughs> in so many ways. We're like a embarrassing ant of a country. <laughs> uh, Chris, I didn't uh, know he was a Nazi. Mine is, I'm keeping in the same sassy vein I've been on so far. Mostly aimed at Hollywood today, just because of like stuff I've been reading and stuff. Um, annoying person of the year is hard. They're, I don't have one, but I've got a lot for you to choose from, okay? So go on Vulture right now. There's a best funny books from 2023 list. And there are so many books. And so I know Mike and I like old humor. Like when you think of old humor books, the funniest books, you think of what? P.G. Wodehouse, Evelyn, Evelyn Waugh. Uh, Kingsley Amos, who do you think of? James Thurber, all the way up to, you know, Spike Milligan. Yeah. How about uh, Stephen e Leacock? Represent. S Stephen know. Leacock, Canadian. Uh, S.J. Perlman. S.J. Perlman, even, even oh, new Henry. guys. Yeah, oh, Henry. Jack Handy. Uh, so you'd think that tradition would be live and well. I mean, George Saunders is good. Uh, 
that one book about Confederacy of Dunces was excellent, but then that guy offed himself, so no more of that. Anyways, cut to 2020-2023. Maybe I'm just being an old grumpy ass now. But this says the best comedy books of 2023 from Vulture. And I won't get into it. I want you to go look at it yourself. But every book written by a comedian, for the most part, is about a memoir about their anxiety and their neuroses and their mental illness. Yeah, it's it's like just a list of mental illnesses. Um, one book I'm really, really looking forward to is Misfit, Growing Up Awkward in the 80s by Gary Gullman. <laughs> oh, every comedy fan is going to want that under the Christmas tree this season. Yeah. Oh, did you tall, successful comedian uh, feel awkward for a sec in the 80s? Go fuck yourself. <laughs> He's also like... Kind of devastatingly handsome, no? Am I wrong? <laughs> no comment. Um, well, that's a great one, Chris. So I guess your award goes to celebrity authors. Not even celebrity authors. I'd say well, it's more yeah. like the state of comedy today. Yeah, this doesn't sound funny. Okay. There's a title here on this list called My ADHD Journey by Bill Cosby. I mean, <laughs> uh, I, I don't want to read that. Uh, yeah 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 here's one called i have anxiety by another bad comedian well shall i present uh, my award here Mm -hmm. um my annoying man of the year award goes to Ian Miles Chong, who is a Twitter guy. And I'll be honest, I, I don't really know a lot about him. He I've put on the with, dis- uh, partners with Cheech, I think, wasn't he? I put him I put on the Discord like, what's the deal with this guy? And Discord uh friend internet user, he he described him as a self loathing Malaysian white supremacist with the social skills of a raw fart. Oh, um, no. So that was pretty funny. But the reason <laughs> I chose Ian Miles Chong was literally because I saw a tweet yesterday and some guys like, I will never play the new Grand Theft Auto video game. Right. And then Elon Musk replies, I tried, but I didn't like doing crime. GTA 5 required shooting police officers in the opening scene. Just oh. couldn't do it. And then Ian Miles Chong replies, I'm glad shooting cops in cyberpunk 2077 is completely optional never finished gta 5 either and then people on twitter obviously found out that this guy had reviewed like a million games or you murder police all the time and he's just full of shit um anyway so ian miles chong you get my annoying man of the year award i love that that struck you so hard because you sent that to to us and it was like yeah, this is freaking lame. I just think you're worried about murdering, honestly, anyone in a video game. Like, that's not right. Like, But he's also just clearly about? grandstanding to, to Elon Musk. Yeah, exactly. Nerd. Nerd alert. Like, we have to have, like, you have to have your characters in video games behave with your real world politics now. Like, 
how boring is it? like you know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, what video game does this guy can match Elon Link Musk's like believe in uh, yeah. does Link believe in uh, low taxation on uh, the wealthy? I can't play Super Mario <laughs> because Super Mario doesn't have a company that's losing money and it blows up the cars. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I don't play Super Mario anymore because I hate t- uh, when people take turtles out of their shells. <laughs> uh, I want to say, can I go back? And I know I singled out Misfit, Growing Up Awkward in the 80s by Gary Goleman. Mm-hmm. If anyone knows my tiny, tiny, tiny little history on the spec of social media in this world, um, right before I got kicked off of Twitter in 2019... I got banned. <laughs> Gary Goleman was in the middle of a hundred tips for stand-ups. Mm-hmm. And uh, I thought it was getting pretty bizarre and righteous. And I did a one little joke. He one of his tips like or it was like five hundred tips or something. It was like tip two hundred and fifty-five. Uh get a pet. Pets are always good, especially if you have feeling down or you have depression. Having a pet I always find having a pet helps. And then I replied, okay, this is getting crazy. <laughs> and then, bam, I was blocked by Gary Gullman. So there is something a bit personal about that when a comedian can't take a light ribbing and they have to block you from their lives because they they find themselves so self-important. Maybe that... Maybe there's a chapter in his book about this because maybe you triggered some mental illness episodes <laughs> by, yeah. you know... With your reply. Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. One of my triggers is when I'm telling everyone the right way to live life and they say that's crazy, I feel really awful about myself. (laughs) (laughs) Gentlemen, shall we move on to the next category? Yes. Sure. Yes. All right. Our next category is our most evil thought of the year. Oh, I've got one. So the most... Evil thought each of us had over 2023. Michael, take it away. Now, you guys know I have a pretty fucked up mind and I have some pretty weird, unusual thoughts. And my outlook is not exactly what you'd consider normal. Um, So here's my most evil thought I had this year. What if we peed through our butt and pooed through our front? Whoa. Wait the fuck on. Yeah. Wow. I don't even know you, what I was on that night, what I what I had eaten. It just came to me. That, that that is so subversive. Yeah. It's evil. It's like it's um it's com- it's coming from a place that I don't know if it's evil or brilliant or what. It's just so utterly subversive. I you just don't hear people talking about that. Yeah. And I, I'm almost afraid to put that out there on this episode. Oof. Yeah. Well, please don't cancel Mike. We need him uh on the podcast. Chris, do you want to honestly, present- Mike? Thank okay. you for being honest about that thought. You're welcome. I mean, Chris, do you do, do you want to present? Do you want to uh-huh. present your e- evil thought, Chris? Yeah, no, this is kind of hard one to explain. But you know, everything I fucking say on this thing is hard to explain. But maybe you guys will understand. Maybe one of my most evil thoughts I've had this year is in 2023 is. I think actually finding inner peace makes you a loser. (laughs) You know, I think people are so obsessed now with 
being good and being right and like finding inner peace and calm that, you know, we're missing the yang to the yin. You know what I mean? Uh, I think you need to have an edge still. You need to, like, if you have inner peace, and especially coming from a comedian, I was I was taking out the garbage the other day, and I thought, yeah, but having inner peace isn't funny. Like, <laughs> you know, like being completely calm and meditating and being like totally fine and one with the universe all the time and, you know, being so uh, enlightened and stuff. It's not funny. It's actually really fucking boring. And you kind of need an edge. You I guess need it's to be a trade-off. And you need to, yeah. yeah, you need to be emotionally affected by things to be even remotely interesting. So, Chris, does this mean you've given up your personal search for inner peace? Yes. And I t- got to be honest, I think that's been me for quite a while now. Uh, ever since the tail end of the pandemic, I was kind of like, ah, fuck this. okay like yeah because no not fuck life well yeah but also like how just like you know what you kind of get what i'm saying guys yeah it's i get what you're saying i think it's a trade-off maybe it's a bit maybe it's a bit earnest and corny to think you can ever um be free of any worry or you know in uh, unrest mentally by following you know strictly following some sort of uh betterment routine there's that too yeah but even if you're like an artist say and then you're all about peace and love all the time your art fucking sucks (laughs) (laughs) it just does you need an edge you need anger you need passion you need like to be emotionally reactive to things to actually but everybody's so and i feel like that's also why hollywood is my blanket evil person of the year as well because they're making all these movies now where all the actors take me out of the movie because they look like healthy peaceful actors they don't look (laughs) like real people they look like tanned vegans who are sober and it sucks (laughs) <laughs> we need people with edge again in this world. I hate this shit. And I'm not talking about the people fighting wars right now. <laughs> they have a lot of edge. <laughs> it is a weird thing that when people get, you know, clean up their act or whatever, artists, maybe, maybe their yeah. work from when they were wilder is always better, but then they're healthier and they'll, they'll live longer and they're happier. But yeah, that's yeah. nice. But well, like Stephen know. King's always like, Although Man, there was a I lot was of drinking. terrible later day Rolling Stone stuff when Keith Richards was still on heroin, so maybe that's not true. <laughs> well, what but about it? But I always thought it was funny that Stephen King is like, I was doing cocaine every day and drinking beers all day, and it was terrible. And it's good to be sober. I never go back to that, dude. You built an empire on whatever you shit you were fucking doing back then. <laughs> like you didn't make those billions of dollars. Uh, clean and sober and like sitting cross-legged at Rick Rubin's peace retreat or whatever the fuck's <laughs> a guy going who on did these yoga, days in Hollywood. If he did yoga, he wouldn't have written Cujo. <laughs> now we're talking. Oh, well. Mike, speaking of the Rolling Stones, have you listened to Hackney Diamonds yet? People are dying for your take. Oh, God, oh, no. Yeah. God, no, I haven't listened to that. But I, I can put some time aside to do it if we want to oh, actually my God. do it. I, I think people really want to hear it. All right. I'll uh, 
Well, shall I give you guys my uh, most evil thought of 2023? Yes. Of course. This is exciting. Okay. Here it is. There is a song that they no longer play at sporting events. And I understand, definitely understand why, but I want it back. I'm talking about Rock and Roll Part 2 by Gary Glitter. <laughs> oh my God, James. I know, I, I'm separating This is the, the most art. edgy. I was, see, I was saying people need an edge. This is the edgiest yeah. thing on this podcast and, so far. And James, you, you want it back because you're outspoken about like you're a, a Gary Glitter truther and you're like, he's innocent. He didn't do anything wrong. No, no, no. You know, nothing to do with He's living in Thailand for other reasons. <laughs> he loves Pad Thai but, so much. <laughs> you know what? You know what I noticed? When I was in Mexico, we couldn't stop hearing Michael Jackson. I'm not kidding. Yeah. It was on the radio. There was a Michael Jackson impersonator at the resort we were at. Yeah. I saw I'm a Michael just... Jackson impersonator at, in Mexico too. <laughs> it's probably the same one. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just we're, we're separating the art and the artist there, and I'm just saying think about in a sports game, you know, in a sports game. When you're watching a game <laughs> and that song used to come on, it was unbelievable. I, I'm like a, not a big hockey guy, but probably the only thing that could amp me up to get into a hockey game is hearing that song. You know what I mean? Yeah. Wasn't it in the dun, Joker dun. movie? It was in the Joker movie, so. But the Joker's bad. But the Joker's bad. I'm just saying, if collectively as a society, we went, we do not approve of what, of Gary Glitter, but we're separating the song and we can use it again as a jock jam. In sports, I would be so happy. Yeah. Like, imagine, I, like, again, I'm not even a hockey guy but much, but imagine Austin Matthews scores a goal and the Leafs win, and that started playing? Are you kidding me? Yeah. Would you tweet, like, I know this is evil, but, you know, like, would you ever do something like that? Mm. Like, try to get well, it it's going? E it's easier to present this opinion under this context of, I know yeah. it's my most evil thought of the year. Man, maybe Well, you can still say that with a tweet. You can be like, this might be my most evil thought of the year, but let's I get her I going. Could. James, yeah. I have an idea. Because you're a big you're a sci-fi guy, right? Would you say? Yes. Yeah. So, absolutely. Get in touch with some scientists on out there on the edge. There must yep. be guys making time machines. You get in <laughs> touch with them, you go in a time machine back to the seventies, and you have a you have a serious conversation with Gary Glitter. And you wag your finger at him and you say, in no uncertain terms, you are not allowed to do th those things. I love your music too much, sir. So it's instead of using a time machine to kill baby Hitler, it's to oh yeah, give a stern talking to Gary Glitter so he doesn't yeah. follow down that dark path. So that we can enjoy well, his one song. Story. Yeah, it means a lot to you. And maybe while you're at it, while you're back in time, track down Jeffrey Jones uh, give him a talking to as well, you know. Yeah, you know what? Need, I would like, like that was, because the guy is a yeah. good actor. Yeah, I mean, he he's got he's such a, pivotal roles in such pivotal films of our. In, youth. He's amazing in Beetlejuice. He's amazing, amazing in Ferris Beetlejuice. Bueller. Amazing in Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Amazing in Deadwood. Even damn, god damn. Hey, or, if hmm. anyone out of the three of us knows the progress of time machines, it's James. That's right. Are we almost That's at right. time machines? I think right now we can go back like six six or seven hours, but 
It's a start. It's not worth. <laughs> yeah, it's a start. It's not much, but it's a start. <laughs> um, I would love to take that time machine to a uh, eight-hour orgy. <laughs> why? Why? Oh, because so then you could just live the orgy forever. Yeah. Oh, that's a good idea. Just keep going back yeah. six or seven hours forever. <laughs> yeah. Wow. That's a good but, idea. But the the thing about the time machine is while you're using it to go back six or seven hours into the past, your penis rests and feels better again by the time you get out of the time machine. Because <laughs> I was going to say, you have to take into account the refraction time, they call it, before you're yeah. ready to go again. Refraction. That's what they call it? It sounds like a mathematical equation. Well, in a way Amazing. it is. Amazing. Yeah. I'm really glad to yeah, learn that, Mike. Like, Thank you. A, as the sort of like sci-fi effect of like rewinding time happens all around you, you can see your penis kind of like go. You see a bunch of ones and zeros floating around your penis. Hey, guess what they call the country where the time machine is being built right now? What? Where? Rewinda. That's pretty good. James, well, should we move on to our final category of the year? Yeah, I'm it's sad. The final countdown. <clears throat> this has been so fun. I think uh, I think it's been a wonderful night. You know, the concept of evil men is talking about bad people. Yes, um, and we talk about a lot of bad people. So we thought it would be nice to end the show and the awards this year talking about good people for a change. Yes. So we're going to present our 2023. Good person of the year. Michael, that, why don't you, you know go what? first? I'm just going to say it. That's nice of us to do. Yes. Yeah. End on a high note. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm crying my balls off because I can tell that we're almost at the end of the Evil Awards, so it's fucking sad. But here's my <laughs> <laughs> here's my good person of the year. His name yeah. is – you might not recognize the name, but you'll recognize his actions – his name is John Tursack, and he is the guy who was in the news recently for stabbing Derek Chauvin 22 times in federal prison in Arizona with a uh, improvised knife. <laughs> now, I, I have some improv background myself. I wonder how the heck you improvise a knife. Yeah, uh, give so me we're a talking location. about wooden guns today, improvised knives. Yeah. This is great. So he stabbed the guy uh who killed George Floyd uh 22 times in prison and the guy the, the Derek Chauvin didn't die but he uh well, he smokes yeah so anyway it's good a good deed and there was a picture people were sharing around of like a really smiling almost like Santa Claus-esque guy did you guys see that it was like here's the guy who stabbed Derek Chauvin I did Appar- I did apparently that's that was a joke that's not actually the guy who did it but, but it was okay. funny because the picture made it seem like it was almost like you know a, an actor from Modern Family or something. But yeah, I'm guessing it was a scary uh, or tougher looking. I think he was a gang guy. Murdered. Yeah, yeah. Okay, that was your good guy. Yeah, it was between that guy who stabbed Derek Chauvin or the kangaroo who escaped from a trailer in Oshawa <laughs> and then punched a cop in the face while the police were trying to capture it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad job, you brought Mike. that up too. <laughs> that was a good one. My uh, good person of this year is, and I guess I'm didn't even mean to, but I'm sticking with the Hollywood theme here. Gwyneth Paltrow. What? Be- because after all the trouble she went through, I don't know if you guys are familiar with her court case, but she was 
being uh, uh, someone was trying to sue her for three hundred thousand dollars because he said she was skiing recklessly at this place called like I don't know what's it called Deer something. It was a ski resort, you see, Deer Valley Resort in Park City. Uh but she won the case. They found her a hundred percent not liable. And they found this other guy, this random guy, not a celeb like Gwyneth Paltrow, not even close to being as beautiful as her. <laughs> they found him zero. They found him like totally, you know, guilty of the whole fiasco. The jury awarded Gwyneth Paltrow one dollar for her troubles because that's all she asked for, I think. But anyways, this is why she's the nicest person, the good person of this year. While she was leaving the court where she reluctantly had to go because of this idiot's lawsuit, and then he was decimated by the verdict, she leaned over and whispered in his ear, I wish you well, and then left for the rest of his life. That's nice, right? Do you think she was? there's any chance that maybe she was being a little sarcastic or no? No, no. She's wishing him well. <laughs> Mike's sarcasm detector rising. That's a good joke. Sarcasm detector arising. Exterminate. Evacuate I like every area. T- I feel like every TikTok <laughs> I've seen by a comedian is like someone doing that ironically. Like, nice to meet you. I'm a robot. Just kidding. Hi. How are you? Yeah, I'm a, I'm a real estate agent around here. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, yeah. TikTok. Well, um, excellent, Chris. Uh, Gwyneth Paltrow, you are an angel. Thank you, Gwyneth. <laughs> Thank you, Gwyneth. Now, Thank you, Gwyneth. <laughs> if you can only make a candle that instead of smelling like a vagina, smell like a guy's dick. Yes. <laughs> We need candles that smell like my crotch. <laughs> oh my god! I mean, I'm sorry. I'm I'm always like thinking about business and stuff, yeah. but like, goddamn, on the Patreon, Chris's dick candles. I we know. get it molded in the shape of Chris's dick, and we get it to smell like Chris's dick. Yeah, we really do think of good business ideas all the time. Yeah, yeah absolutely. The, <laughs> the flame could also we could match it so the flame gets as hot as your dick. You know what we need, guys? What? Capital. Yes. Oh, yes. Yep. God. Capital. Then we'd be good. I don't. All right, James, well, you're up. All right. You know, good person. Uh, for a good person, um, you know, I could you could pick a doctor trying to cure a disease, or someone doing charity work, or. Um, you know, spreading love around the world. But unfortunately, I have to go with UFO whistleblower David Grush. Shout out Max from the Discord. Shout out Aaron Eves. Um, I should have seen this coming. Yeah. uh, You know what? I might be wrong on this one, but thank you, David Grush, because uh, he uh, came out and testified that there's alien crafts that the government has. Is he crazy? Maybe. But, David, I thank you. And there's Republican uh, guys trying to block this new bill that would make everybody reveal everything. And so who knows what will happen. But if you think I didn't spend some of my trip to Mexico watching a three-hour interview with David Grush on the beach, uh, you'd be wrong. So 
Uh, David, you uh, <laughs> had a big impact on me in 2023, and thank you. Why, why are those... some Republicans trying to block the release of the information? Well, that's the question, Mike. Why? And get this, okay? Supposedly, Lockheed Martin has some of the <laughs> material, and one of the guys blocking it, his biggest pack donor, Lockheed Martin. This is our generation's oh Watergate. Yes, yeah. it is. Um, yeah, and I some there are some people that think aliens were involved with Watergate as well. <laughs> Should we take this? Yeah, to help Nixon. Are we being bad? No, we're not being bad. We're helping. <laughs> um, okay, I just got a breaking news. Breaking news. Okay. On Goodreads.com, yeah, <laughs> Misfit, Growing Up Awkward in the Eighties by Gary Gullman, yeah, four point two six. On that's their rating. That's on pretty Goodreads. high. Out of five, or out of Moby 10? Dick, Might be a crowd pleaser. Moby Dick or The Whale by Herman Melville, three point five four. So Misfit, Growing Up Awkward in the Eighties by Gary Gullman, extremely better than Moby Dick. Sorry, Melville. You, you can't fucking write. You, you old bitch. Also, Misfit, Growing Up Awkward in the 80s by Gary Goleman. Beat, War and Peace by Tolstoy by 10 points. Yeah. Point 10 points. Shit. So eat that. So I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. That's fucking awesome. For, Let's, let me for just Gary. check one will more. They be teach, will they be like... Adding this Gary Gullman book to high school and uh, grade school curriculums? Ulysses by James Joyce, 3.75. Ooh. Misfit, Growing Up Awkward in the 80s by Gary Gullman, (laughs) (laughs) 4.26. So there you have it. I'm wrong. Once again, Gary Gullman is right. There you go. Well, maybe James yes, Joyce. James, needs- I think obviously yeah. they will be teaching uh, "Misfit," "Growing Up Awkward in the Eighties" by Gary Goldman. Uh, to yeah, in Al- alongside "To Kill a Mockingbird" and uh, yeah, Romeo and, and Juliet, Robertson Davies. <laughs> well, guys, I think this was a really successful first annual Evil Awards. I hope Me we too. do it every year. Yeah. I'm so glad we rented out the North York Center for Performing Arts and yeah. each spent a lot of money on our looks. And I'm glad uh, and that this bottle yeah. of champagne. I'm glad that no one in the crowd took offense at a little silly joke and ran up on stage and slapped us on the face. Uh Michael? Yes. Give me time. Oh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, well, thanks, there thanks, guys. Is. This was so nice, so fun. I loved it. I had a great time. I had a Coors Light. Uh, my wife brought me a quesadilla that she made, chicken cheese salsa. She brought everything. it here to the North York Center of Performing Arts. Yeah. <laughs> And I also brought a weed gummy with me to the North York Performing Center Arts thing. Uh. <laughs> hey, stick around, Patreon people, yeah. because we're going to have the live uh, after party. It's going to be simulcast on the E! Network. Yeah. But we will be having our uh, Patreon-only after party. Yeah. Uh, and all the celebrities are going to be there from Canadian entertainment and podcasting. All our award winners are going to be there. Yes. So we're going to have McCartney, Hunka, Hunka, Ian Miles Chong, 
Yeah. Um, Gary Glitter. We're going to have, who were some of my other ones too? Uh, John Tursack, the man who stabbed Derek Chauvin. Right. We've got him there on a little break from, from jail. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be great. I had a lot, I had a real, a lot of fun at the rewards. And I think that was another great episode of. This podcast has been brought to you by the Sonar Network. 